Back to the crossover podcast, show where you get comics, pop culture, and sports. And as promised last week, we are back doing a little bit more comic stuff. We're gonna clean up the riffraff of what we forgot to do last week when we were talking all sorts of super comics. I have the same crew with me this week that was here last week. Say hi to everybody, Kevin Miller. Don't call it a comeback. Yeah, well played. Uh, Kyle Brown's also here. Waffles, waffles, waffles. <laughs> And uh, Mike Leapock's also here. How's it going, Mike? Two in a row. Two yeah. in a row. Absolutely. Hey, Mike, when was the last time you were on? I think it was Game of Thrones. Yeah. Uh, it's tradition. So it is written, so it shall be done. <laughs> that was a joke for just the four of us, which sometimes is the greatest type of joke. So, uh, yeah, we were talking uh, a lot of trailers last week, uh, and we're going to pretty much get to all the stuff in kind of nerd lore that we have, were not able to get to last week, or, or uh, what I just kind of generally want to talk about. So, I would like to start off by bringing up the fact, and this happened months ago, so or not months ago, but like a month ago or so, uh, so we're a little late to the party on this, but... I still think that we should definitely discuss the fact that Disney now has bought all of the Fox Marvel properties. Well, not just the Fox Marvel properties. They also now own The Simpsons, X-Files, etc., 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 whatever Fox used to own now belongs to Disney pretty much. But that includes properties like the X-Men and the Fantastic Four. Now, I'm not so juiced about the Fantastic Four because I think they suck, but... Um, the X-Men can now show up in the MCU, gentlemen. Well, the Fantastic Four might suck, but one of their villains is one of the greatest villains in the Marvel Cinema and the Marvel Universe. That's true. We've got that going Throw on. me, Throw me out some Doctor Doom. I don't care who he fights. Let's just do it. Can we have a Fantastic Four movie where the Fantastic Four gets completely defeated by Doctor Doom and then someone good shows up to actually star in the movie? Yeah, that's, you know what? You just wrote the Fantastic Four movie that I want to watch, Mike Lee Paul. Well done by you. Let's even bring back the same cast. (laughs) Yeah, from the Josh. Which cast? Which cast? Jessica Uh, or the other one? Just mix them all up. Well, they'd have to, because Chris Evans is Captain America now. (laughs) And then on the other side... Actually, no, they couldn't do either of the... uh... You got Michael B. Jordan? Yeah, because Michael B. Jordan was already in and and has has left the MCU as quick as he came. We need to to re-reboot the Human Torch. Yeah, so we need a third Human Torch for sure to play... uh... You want to bring him back and just put like a a mask on him with like sunglasses and a fake nose? Something, yeah. Just, and a trench coat and a hat. <laughs> oh, you could give him a you could give him a visor that shoots lasers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bold move for the human torch. <laughs> the fantastic new direction. <laughs> it would not be the worst decision they made in a fantastic four movie. 
<laughs> yeah, I was just about to say, like, how fun would it be if it were like, hey, guess what? The Fantastic Four is part of the universe now, and oh, I guess they're uh, Thanos dust. Oops. <laughs> 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 that's just tough luck, guys. I'm sorry. For <laughs> some reason, they're the, the only ones we couldn't bring back. <laughs> <laughs> the entire Baxter building disappears just as the. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Um, yeah, I mean, I. KB brought up, I think, what is the most interesting aspect of this this uh, acquisition is they probably now have some of the strongest villains that like they they now have their hand Disney now has their hands on some of the strongest villains if in my opinion the strongest villains that Marvel has to offer they now have Magneto and it'll be interesting yep. to see if they go with the uh, with the you know with the current roster we have for uh for, for some of these movies, right? And uh, I was wondering if it might be something that they do, like at least a PS scene for in like the upcoming Dark Phoenix movie. Well, we're gonna get to that because the Dark Phoenix movie is in trouble. Uh, <laughs> so we'll, we'll we'll get to that in a bit. But um, yeah, but like getting Magneto, getting Doc Doom, and even what might be even more important than acquiring either of those guys, considering we're going to need a galaxy-threatening villain after Thanos is is defeated next summer, basically. Enter Galactus. Yes, and the Silver Surfer and Galactus, and I gotta believe that Galactus is going to be... Like, I, I like they'll do, you know, real Galactus, not Cloud Galactus, hopefully. Like, just, like... <laughs> yeah. have well, be... how fun would it be for, like, the next sort of uh, Avengers trilogy sort of idea to have, like... Uh... Silver Surfer is kind of like the like Ultron stand-in, yeah. or like the Loki stand-in. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that, that's... and then to, to sort of portend this greater threat that's coming, like you know, six seven years later. Yeah, that, that seems like an, a natural order. Of things like you know yes. everything that is, you know, uh, what is the line from Battlestar Galactica? This has all happened before, and this will all happen again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Everything new, old is new again. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, you you get this, you know, maybe this is the. I mean, obviously, you know, the this Avengers and the second Avengers movie is the end of the old cycle, and the new cycle starts with this new, uh, you know, this new group, and that could easily, and that could, like, I would say even that'd be good, a good thing to have the next cycle end with is a face, big giant face off with Galactus, because Galactus is fucking awesome. Yeah, it's just you're you're right, Lee Buck. It seems like such a natural transition, and they don't have to build the Galactus right away, right? Because like, what phase are we in right now? Technically, is it phase four? Or no, like Ant Man and the Wasp, I think was the end of phase three, and then phase yeah. four is supposed to be like the start of Captain Marvel and whatnot. I think so. Is it not? Or yeah, that sounds about right. I think I think we're essentially at the beginning is phase four. Yeah. Things got a little out of whack after Civil War, unfortunately. That was kind of confusing because like phase yeah. one and two were both six movies, but then they're like, "Hey, Civil War was so successful, and then they that also, we're just going yeah. to slide in a Spider-Man and a Black Panther in here." Yeah, now. that was the thing, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Like, and also, our next Avengers movie is a two-parter, and so on. Yeah, basically, we're in the transition between three and four because yeah. the end of the current phase should be Avengers two, but. But we started started off the phase with some Ant-Man and crap like that. <laughs> and another thing that it opens the door for is now that they can actually start calling the Scarlet Witch the Scarlet Witch, and we can maybe start saying, you know, little words like mutant and, and stuff like that instead of empowered. And adamant, 
adamantium. Yeah. And ah. yeah. Um, but like the Scarlet Word, which now that we can start calling her the Scarlet Witch, you know, we can it opens up the door for House of M type stuff, right? So like the Scarlet Witch who has destroyed the Marvel Universe before could uh, you know do that. <laughs> so like, you know, there's there's that, you know, like there there there's they could tell that story where where she goes nuts and kills everybody and Ian McKellen could be her dad and stuff like that. Oh my God. The possibilities are endless if they, if they want to do it. Right. Like, it's just like, they don't it, have to. And if they don't, I won't be disappointed, but the mere fact that they could now is just like, what a, what a time to be alive. It's, 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 not, not to be a Debbie yeah. downer, but mm-hmm. the, the thing that I hope for, like I would love to see a lot of that stuff happen. Mm-hmm. I really hope that Ian McKellen lives another 10 years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the only thing. Now, would you prefer... Everyone, you knock on goddamn wood. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, would you prefer... Let's start with Leapock. Would you prefer if they got new people to play the X-Men or if they transitioned in, you know, the likes of Patrick Stewart, James McAvoy, and even talked uh, friggin' uh, Hugh Jackman into coming out of retirement? Well, I mean, the thing is, is that you either need to bring back everyone or no one. So I, while it would be, while I might squeal like a schoolgirl, um, if I actually saw like Hugh Jackman on screen with like the current MCU people and Patrick Stewart and all that, and while I love them, it I feel like it might be a little weird if they try to bring back some of them but not all of them. Like if Hugh Jackman can't come back, then just you know, kind of abandon the whole thing and just get new people and try to establish new good people. Yeah, I uh, agree. It's, but, it's one thing to sort of recast the Hulk. It's another thing to recast, like, half of your cinematic universe. <laughs> yeah. Or even, like, like just call, like seeing Patrick Stewart call anyone other than Hugh Jackman Logan, I, I don't know how I could feel about that. But I can't imagine anyone being better at Professor X, like an old Professor X, than, yeah. than Patrick Stewart. Again, but then I want them to prove me wrong by finding someone new. Right. My my answer to this question is kind of similar, and, and it's unfortunately just like it's a matter of uh, preference, right? Because it's like, okay, well, yeah, I want Magneto, I want Professor X, I want the Wolverine I'm used to because I love those actors as those people. They've done it for years and they've done it very well. But I mean, like, do I need James Marsden as Cyclops? No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely not, you know. <laughs> yeah, that you get anyone with. Although I bet he would come back as Cyclops. Yeah, but right. <laughs> like Martin. I mean, Ellen, Ellen Page as Kitty Pride. I, you know, depending on how you feel about specific characters and the performance that they've given, like the more minor you get, the less I think it matters. Like I, I think I'd be okay with like keeping like Sophie Turner as uh, as Jean Grey rather than like Famke Jansen. <laughs> Sure. You know, like, it really just comes down to preference at that point. And then, you know, then it's kind of a, well, is it all or nothing? Or is it just like we're picking and choosing? And what does that mean about Famke Jansen? What does that mean about Halle Berry? You know. Well, if you had to pick one, I, I don't see how. I, I just, I, I, I don't see how if we're introducing the X-Men into this, I, I just, like, I, I don't know. I just, to me, 
I don't see how you do this without Hugh Jackman at some point showing up on that screen, <laughs> and you get Hugh Jackman just jacked to the nines again. And I get like yeah, because he's he's so quintessentially Wolverine, yeah, right? Yeah, like, true. But I I get that he because Hugh Jackman, I think. Um, one of the major reasons he wanted to stop doing Wolverine and why he said that Logan, because he has said that Logan is his swan song, and what a good swan song it was. I fucking... It really oh, sure. But, like, the the work that goes in with him having to do to be Wolverine is ludicrous. Like, what he has to do to maintain that, like... That... Especially at the age, like... Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, the he's not he's a young man anymore. No. I think it, yeah. When you're getting up with the characters in age, like like you just alluded to, Ian McKellen's not going to be around yeah. all that much longer, and it's going to take a few years to get at least two movies uh, out. Mm-hmm. And Hugh Jackman's fi- they've he's already be yeah later this year. I just yeah, he's already, been for twenty years. Yeah. <laughs> they've already rebooted with Days of Future Past, which is yeah. a decent movie. And nah, I, debatable. I think there's been too many missteps <laughs> along the way to continue with, with these with these actors and actresses and storylines because let's let's face it x-men apocalypse was one of the most horrendous x-men i just remembered that was a movie oh my god it's 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 an hour and a half of lead up to like 20 minutes of final battle which sucked yeah and like you're doing disservice to one of the greatest most powerful x-men villains and it's just it was tire fire of garbage. That's hey, another... you're, you're you're giving me a fucking flashback. I think I'd push most of that movie out of my mind, but it's you described it perfectly as just nothing happens at the end, and I'm like, oh god, nothing did happen. Oh, I was looking forward to that movie so much. I love Apocalypse. Ah! <laughs> exactly, and, yeah. and it, there's you can go any any different ways. Like they ruined the Juggernaut. They didn't use um, my, more minor stepping stone villains. Um, it's just I think you gotta just let it sit, leave everyone out of it for a little bit because you can't. As much as I hate it, you can't do X Men without Wolverine. He's too pivotal. He's got too many stories. He's too connected to everyone. And not just and in it, like, you, the, the, the like the the. X Men mer- like movies, it's the comics as well. He's yeah, totally that's central. that's more what I'm that's more what I'm talking about. Like he he's been in a story with everyone. He's he's fought Deadpool. He's fought the Hulk. He's fought everyone. He's teamed up with everyone. He's had storylines with everyone. He's was an Avenger on his own for a while. He's had his own team. Like he is, like it or not, the most popular x-men character and there's there's too many stories and too many ideas and too many team-ups that people would want to see to keep hugh jackman in the role i don't i don't think you can waste him as a one or two off movie you'd have to find out some stupid time travel way to bring him back i don't think it's doable it feels like after Logan to bring him back as Wolverine now would almost be a disservice. Yeah, to him. and let's 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 be honest. Logan was the movie everyone wanted. Logan yeah. was it's, that. It's the perfect end to that story. <laughs> it is. It absolutely is. Passing the torch off to the uh, the young mutants. They did the Scarlet Witch esque story where the mutants are disappearing without the Scarlet Witch, which was I thought very interesting the way they did it. Um, and the way they explained it away that he still had his powers because he was, you know, healing it too quickly, but not quickly enough. 
like it was a it was a great end to I I wouldn't say an amazing but an up and down ride because I think the first solo X uh, uh, solo Wolverine movie was pretty garbage as well. But uh, very garbage. Yeah, I mean, it, aesthetically, um, he's great. Uh, acting wise, character wise, he's. I don't. Again, I think I can see anyone in that role. But I also thought that about Edward Norton and his uh, portrayal of Doc Connors. It's, we don't know. We're not the casting directors. We don't know who's out there. Maybe there is someone better. Maybe there is someone who's just as good. But I don't yeah, think, I think that's how they have continue to continue with Hugh Jackman. Yeah, I, I can't. Like, I love him. I love the way he plays the character. I love. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say like how I'm like the only way that they can like I, I agree with your point. I think the only way that they can move onto an X-Men movie is by introducing Wolverine in an earlier movie and having people accept him like they did with Spider-Man in um, Civil War. I was going to say the exact same thing. They rebooted Spider-Man the third time. I don't see why they couldn't do that for the X-Men. Yeah, but you have to find someone that works works really, really well. Luckily, new Spider-Man works really well. And also, Spider-Man can be replaced over and over again and, I don't know, whatever. Like, no one is the quintessential Spider-Man like Hugh Jackman is, because no one's been doing it for 20 years. But I'm sure there are other people who can do it as well. You just gotta give them a chance, and you have to, you know, ease people into it. I think it'd be fun to see the the cast members that we like in sort of cameo appearances. Like, I would see, like, have a different, like, reboot, like, Hugh Jackman. Like have a, have a new Wolverine, but then have Hugh Jackman play like Striker in a throwaway scene or something like that. <laughs> I just I thought it was really funny because I, I remember coming on this podcast and saying that uh, the end credits for the uh, for Marvel's Infinity War when uh, Sam Jackson's Nick Fury like disappears and he sends off that like beeper message, and then it it made like Captain Marvel's logo. I remember uh-huh. for like I remember saying on this podcast that for half a second I thought it was going to make the red uh, the red the circle, red X in the circle yeah with the with the X through it and, and like that's how Disney was going to announce that they had uh, that they had acquired <laughs> thing because I was just like who else red X and then a bunch of dollar signs next to it yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> it's just got the Mickey Mouse logo <laughs> yeah, yeah oh god because like I was just imagining I'm like oh yeah just go get Professor X to beat Thanos and Thanos would be like yeah I've got the Infinity War he's like I got the glove and he'd be like that's okay. I can kill you with my mind. <laughs> right? like, mind yeah. that, that's the biggest problem with Professor X is they have to find a way every movie to, to nerf him. Of course they do. He can kill you with his mind. Like, it, <laughs> like, it's the it, exactly. And I think, <laughs> which is why I like the X two so much because and, that was the plot. Keep in mind. Yeah. Keep Keep in mind. Then almost doesn't have the infinity gauntlet it anymore yeah. disintegrated after he snapped yeah all the all the gems are unless he's got a backup somewhere yeah that's true who knows um yeah anything else you guys want to talk about as far as disney buying the pro- I'm, I'm just mostly excited because like you brought up apocalypse i'm like that's another guy where like if you want to have a phase where like you could do an entire phase where like apocalypse is the villain, right? Like you can have the apocalypse. earth is in sham. Yeah, yeah, the yeah earth and, and is you don't have to go shambles. Yeah. They're getting their ass beat left and right. I, w- I would love. Yeah, 
Okay, I would love that if that's the next kind of transition is you yeah. is you move from okay, so they've already introduced it a lot with Civil War, but I mean, okay, so a lot of the plot of Civil War being uh, you know, essentially government and normal people versus the extraordinary people and mutants is basically what X-Men's been about kind of the whole time and a lot of their storylines. So it's an easy transition for them plot-wise to bring that kind of thing in. And then you can bring Apocalypse in because I just I just want that to happen just because I want Apocalypse to be done properly. Yeah, and find the guy who did his voice in the original X-Men series to do the voice of Apocalypse. Right, right? or right? even anyone okay. Yeah. Like, honestly, as bad of a movie as Rise of Apocalypse was, that might have been my biggest grief, was that the guy's voice sucks. Yeah, Oscar like, Isaac, yeah. Come on! <laughs> yeah, and he looked too much, and the internet was right, he looked way too much like Ivan Ooze from the friggin' Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie, and it just... He also looked bad. sounded bad. Can we do a commentary <laughs> for the Power Rangers movie? <laughs> like the, like the oh old... Oh my god. Yeah, I would absolutely. <laughs> I used to love that movie. Yeah. Oh my, my birthday's god. coming up! <laughs> <laughs> I still think, uh, what is it, uh, his one line is one of my favorite lines from the entire X-Men comic series where, you know, someone is like, you're a mutant? And he's like, I'm as far oh. above as they are above you. Yeah, so good. Oh, what a great yeah. line, yeah. It just, like, even when he had his, like, first line when they were, like, talking about, uh, they were talking about Angel or something like that, and he just goes, like, Warren Worthington Third, and on his back are the wings of an angel. And I'm just like, oh, God, this guy's voice is so, it's like velvet and peanut butter. It's so smooth, right? And it's just, it's so frightening. I don't know who it was, but whoever did the voice of Apocalypse, find that guy. Go ahead, KB. I'm going to see if that, I'm going to check and make sure that guy's still alive. Oh, you're a pressure man. I sound like Charlton Heston. <laughs> <laughs> I would be yeah, fine right. with an enough, apocalypse. I didn't put enough bass in my voice. <laughs> I would be fine with an apocalypse who speaks very little. I, like he doesn't need to speak that much for me. He just needs to walk around and murder people and ha- hit and like crush the entire X Men with the swoop of his arm. Yeah, and and actually do stuff like, you know, maybe just a twitch of his hand and like the big thing that really draws me in about Apocalypse as a villain is that you can introduce him super late and just it turns out he was behind everything like kind of what they've been doing with thanos like yeah what they've done with thanos but i mean apocalypse has been around for like fucking two thousand years and has been behind stuff like i remember uh there was a another comic book series where you know it turns out that he was the one who was behind like world war one and two like he kind of put these things in in place (laughs) i have bad news for you yeah, John John Kalikos. John Kalikos died March 6, yeah. 2000. He yeah. was Canadian. Yeah, good good Ontario boy. He's from Toronto. Yeah. yeah. That's a shame. Um, yeah, because I mean, like, I mean, I'm no writer, but you could write some nonsense, like, at the end of, like, you could write some nonsense, like, Apocalypse has been in, you know, one of his little hibernation chambers, right? Oh, we could have, and then just you, have the... You could have the Red Skull walk in, mm. kneel down, and be like, "I'm sorry, Master, I couldn't, I couldn't get you the Infinity Stones." And then in Apocalypse, no matter. Yeah, or something, something, and something like that. that. And then yeah, or like, Cap, you, Cap could go with hell and all this other stuff. Yeah, like there, it, it'd be easy. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be super easy. But like, I'm no writer. Yeah, you could say he's like in one of his pyramids, and then 
he needs like a certain amount of death to occur before he can come back to life. And yeah, or even Theos even snap like fulfilled idea. that requirement, right? Boom. Absolutely. Yeah, no. Or even like the idea that he saw the snap coming, but the, mm-hmm. the snap and and his whole plan of essentially having the you know the strongest survive, like if he sees the snap coming, he might just be like, you know what, I'm just gonna see how this plays out and sit back for a couple of years. Like, I could actually see Apocalypse just honestly figuring out what's going to happen, like, as Thanos is coming along, and just be like, all right, I'm just going to see this play out. I just thought of an awesome way to transition. After Thanos eventually loses, if he's laying on the ground somewhere and Apocalypse walks up and he says something along the lines of, nice try, now it's my turn, and then just steps on his face. (laughs) (laughs) Two grimaces fighting each other. (laughs) Nothing can kill the Grimace. Um, yeah, um, let's talk a little DC now. Uh, Miller, were you planning on watching the second season of Krypton? No. <laughs> well, you are now. Uh, okay, good. Why? <laughs> uh, do you know who is going to be the main villain of uh, season two of Krypton? I certainly don't, but I mean, Brainiac wasn't enough for me to finish season one. <laughs> uh, well, the main villain in season two is going to be also the main man. Oh, no. Yes. Oh, no. Oh, oh yes. no. Lobo is finally making his appearance. Okay, but is it going to be like sexy new 52 <laughs> Lobo? Because no I have idea. no time for that. I, I want grungy Brad Garrett Lobo. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I, I, I honestly have no idea. But yeah. I don't know how to react to that news because even if you do the right Lobo, it can be still very bad. Yeah, but like, what was the best part of Krypton, you would say? I would say it was the little pieces of Brainiac you got because Brainiac yeah, actually looked yeah, badass. Yeah, because the rest was yeah. just like, it was, it was, it was, the rest was season one Arrow without having any familiar references. Mm-hmm. Or really cadence or a good mystery to solve <laughs> but yeah uh, or anything really but uh, yeah lobo the main man how do you feel about that kb does that uh, is that uh, juicy enough to get you to watch uh, season two of because you don't need to watch season one i'll tell you that right now you ain't missing much <laughs> you can just slide uh, right into season two i'm i'm not a superman type of guy Lobo is awesome. I love him. He's a great one-off, hey, I showed up and did some cool stuff character. He's not... He can't be a main villain. That's not... That's no. not the way he I rolls. He's a bounty hunter. That'd be, that'd be stupid. Um, he, Lobo is the character who really shows good... up for two seasons in the middle of the se- Two episodes in the middle of the season just to, just to shake shit up. Yeah, you want, you want a good Lobo? You watch Young Justice. There you go. You get a nice little Lobo in there. Yeah, I disagree. Get completely. it. I'm, uh, I'm gonna come back in for season two just to see the main. Movie. Okay, you let it. You come back and let us know how that goes. I probably will. I, like, I'll, I'll <laughs> I, I will wait your it. text. Yeah, <laughs> I'll likely oversell it too. Fuck, I love Lobo. Uh, <laughs> I I am a little upset though that we're finally getting Lobo and it's like. Well, let me ask you this: Would you rather see Lobo? Would you rather have uh, Lobo made his live-action debut in Krypton Season 2 or the DCEU? Can't he be in Supergirl? That would be the in an ideal world, I think. I'm surprised he hasn't shown up yet. 
No, because Supergirl would do the same thing that they tend to do, and I, I mean, I haven't seen a ton of that show. I, I'm really far behind, but I think that Supergirl tends to take Superman villains and make sexy female versions of them. Yeah, Lobo uh, has a daughter. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> and I mean, I'm not against that necessarily. It's just that if that was going to happen in Supergirl, I think it would have happened season one. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I'm really surprised they never brought in uh, Lobo in, in Supergirl. I, th- I thought that was definitely... Uh, and there were a couple well, times I thought they teased it too, and it just never happened. Well, season one was all about like the prison ship that's like trapped in the Phantom Zone and yeah. like, you know, all that stuff. Like it would have been perfect to just look like, oh, you know, Lobo, who's this intergalactic bounty hunter, and you know, we finally got him, and now he's free. Shit. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Um, some more DC casting. Um, we found out who our Batwoman's gonna be. I saw that today. Yeah. yeah. Ruby Rose is going to be playing uh playing Catherine Kane in. Uh... Arrow. Well, I guess when they do the big crossover this year for all four of the shows, yeah, it's going to be heavily Batwoman featured. Like, I don't know if they're going to be fighting Batwoman or opposed to Batwoman in some sort of way, or if she's just going to team up with them to fight something. This seems like a classic first act fighting her, second act winning her over, third act team up to fight the the real know, villain, real yeah. villain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, and then uh, maybe. You know, in the second act, they convince her to use Nerf guns. And then in the third act, you know, she finally comes around and or maybe has to actually shoot someone in the face. I don't know. Yeah. and uh, here's, here's my thought. Uh, I'm totally on board. Yeah. I, I would like to. I like It's enough to make me want to. Like, I'm a season and a half behind on all the CW uh, DC shows. I want to catch up now. Because now I've seen trailers for like the new season of Arrow and Flash, and I'm like, what is happening? What's going on? I miss so much. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, like, I'm like, oh, I guess Oliver's in jail. What? <laughs> yeah, it's been um, it's been really good. It it, it uh, they they Arrow. I I mean, they can't. Every episode can't be a fucking home run in those shows. No, it's just of course fucking, not. It just fucking can't. It's they got to fill 22 episodes. But, yeah. and, you know, some are more fun than others, obviously. Yeah, some, you have to, like, episode, like, 120 by now. Yeah, and you get to your transitional episodes and stuff, and it's like, you know, like, it's just not everyone. It's impossible for everyone to be. There's always going to be, like, the three or four moving the pieces around episodes and stuff like that. Absolutely, and setting up the bad guys, 22 long plot. And it, and it was good. Like, Air, Arrow season six was really good. Flash uh, season four, I think, that just happened, um, yeah. was good. And, and we finally got a... Uh, a bad guy that wasn't a speedster, which was good. They used uh, Hallelujah. Yeah. yeah, they they used the Thinker, which was which was a lot of fun. They did they did some great stuff with the Thinker. Um, I need to get back in, but yeah, the, the I, sort of the sort of thoughts that I have that what a Batwoman show could be, and I've got very limited exposure to Batwoman mm-hmm. as sort of an extended member of the Bat family. Mm-hmm. But the bits that I know, I mean, here's a show where you could have. You could have Renee as the question. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> the question live action would be fun. <laughs> yeah, because, like... Like, get the Huntress back in there, maybe. You know, we could have a lot of fun. <laughs> absolutely, because, like, uh... Catherine Kane, in the comic books, is famously a lesbian character. And Renee Montoya, also famously a lesbian character in DC. Yeah. So, there you go. You could have the Renee Montoya question be in... Because they, they, their plan is to spin off this Batwoman show into a fifth show for CW, right? So... Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm on board. I'm in the bag for all of this stuff. Um, 
I'm into it. I, I would I would fear that they would tread too close to just making it a Batman show, and and that was sort of my fear going into like Supergirl as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can do it without going too hard into it by having characters like Renee Montoya and having, uh, like you know some more Birds of Prey type stuff. Yes. Um, and and then you know even like having like Jim Gordon. And and introducing maybe Batgirl into it as well at some point, but not having like necessarily like Batman and Five Robins and so on. Yeah, I my guess is if if I had to guess, I'd say they put Batwoman in Bloodhaven as opposed to Gotham City. That was my thought as well. I was going to say yeah. put it in uh, the sister city of Bloodhaven, yeah. <laughs> right across the river. Yeah, that way you can make all those references, but you don't have to. You don't have to show them ever. Yeah, <laughs> you don't have to show the Batwoman, but like maybe you could have like because we've got this new Titan show as well, maybe that version of... uh, I'm not sure how successful this Titans will be. Go ahead and check out our last episode for our thoughts on Titans. Um, Yeah, that that could be a fun crossover. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I I think have it be um, specific and hyper-local. Yeah. Have it be very much like Daredevil. Yeah. Where it's like it happens in New York, and the fact that it happens in New York doesn't mean that Iron Man has to show up at any point, or Spider-Man, or Captain America, you know. (laughs) Because it happens in a certain borough, and everything outside of that borough is like Avengers territory. Yeah, it's it's, Hell's Kitchen, it's it's Aiden Streets, you know. (laughs) Have it be that specific, where, you know, you've got, you know, a, a, a GCPD or a Bloodhaven PD. Uh, sort of a subsidiary where you know Renee works and so on, and she becomes like a point of contact. Like almost, you could almost structure it like '60s Batman, honestly. Uh, but but do it more uh, like we've seen with like the first season of Daredevil, uh, where it's you know Batwoman taking down the crime boss of some kind. Like do an inner gang thing. That would be fun. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> or like uh, what's his face. Um, uh, I'm gonna blank on the name, but uh, Eric Roberts from the <laughs> oh, the Salmo. movies, where... yeah, like Maroni. You could do Boss Maroni and Falcone and all, and all the gangsters, and like yeah, they're or, or even to, uh, they've got a pull the, uh, from the who's the guy in uh, the Justice League who was uh, Huntress's villain, that mob boss where he had like the shark eyes. Oh, Bertinelli. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, no, no. Bernelli was the the huntress, but well, like, yeah, she had the do, guy who like killed her parents. Yeah, you could do like the great white shark, or they did Tobias. Like I was gonna say, they could do Tobias Whale, but they used Tobias Whale as the uh, villain in Black Lightning. Oh, there you go. Yeah. All right, never mind. <laughs> yeah. Um. I Sorry, mean, but... I'm I'm just I'm sitting here still thrown because Miller said '60s Batman, and all I can think of is Batwoman fighting King Tut. <laughs> yeah, <they're> do, <laughs> King, yeah, do King Tut. Yeah, that'd be all right. Yeah. Well, get get a real D tier, right? Get yeah. like you know the Clock King. <laughs> yeah. they're, gonna, they're gonna. Well, they already did the Clock King in Arrow, though. Um, That's true too. Damn it. Yeah. Uh, wait, I mean, wait. They're... Okay, I don't watch Simpsons the Arrow. Did it. They did. The Clock King? <laughs> yeah, but they made it where, like, he... He super-timed all of his things to, like... Like, he would he would perform... Uh, like, the way they did Clock Kings is he would have, like, low-level guys, like, rob stuff for him, and he would be, like, in their earpiece saying stuff like, Stop! You know, like, they'd be going around a corner, and he'd yeah. be like, Stop! Yeah, stop! Wait for four seconds! <laughs> yeah, wait four seconds for the for the camera to, to be out of 
range. Okay, now go and stuff like that. Exactly. Right? Oh yeah, that was early on. That was not. Yeah, that they, was they did that bad. in Justice League Unlimited too, yeah. where it's like you've got one minute and thirty-seven seconds to get up to the twelfth floor, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah, but they they did do the Clock King, and it actually the Clock King's actually way more plausible now in the way society is run with the fact that everybody has cell phones and cameras everywhere right? yeah yeah so, He's, he could be the man in the chair right exactly right so 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 that's it but like i i gotta believe that they're gonna pull not like like you're not gonna see like two-face and like the fucking riddler and joker in this show but i gotta believe that they're gonna pull from batman's uh you know no you can you can have a lot of fun with it without getting too specific yeah. into the yeah. batman family like you can leave out like batman yeah. and robin and alfred and yeah, that like, like, like the major villains but you yeah, can like, do could stuff the mad like, hatter show up in in Batman. Yeah, you can have mad hatter you like can that, have right? like you know the counter man <laughs> clayface yeah, yeah clayface yeah. yeah i think you could do stuff like that um, uh, and then have stuff where you know, like you have like a sort of uh, like a girl squad as as your main team. Like you can have Renee and like Oracle, maybe that would be fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'd say they've they've made the probably the best possible casting they can do, bringing in Ruby Rose because I think she's going to look pretty awesome. Uh, the second most important hire that they have to make is in the wig department. I would say yep. for, for that woman, like they gotta, they gotta make sure that that red hair is on, like that red hair wig that I assume Ruby Rose is gonna have to wear. They gotta make sure that shit's yeah. on point. Do you remember like season two and three of Arrow with the like the first versions of the Black Canary <laughs> with yeah. that dollar store like, yeah, <laughs> the Party so, City wig. Yeah. So what you're so what you're saying is they gotta do a better job than Inhumans. I didn't even watch Inhumans, so I uh, didn't even... if you watch uh, the trailer... I, I remember the, from the trailer, though. <laughs> well, the way it was just... Ugh. Well, Medusa's hair is alive in that... Sh- is, is alive, right? Is the thing. So that was, like, CGI hair. They don't need CGI hair for Catherine Kane. They just need well, a, and, a Fair enough, but even... Even Amber Heard's hair in that Aquaman trailer was like, Jesus Christ, why don't you just CG it on? That's <laughs> true. That's <laughs> tough. It's tough when you go super red like that. Um, Venture Brothers is coming back soon, Miller. Or uh, Lee Pock is what I meant to say. Woo! Oh, my God. I, Woo! Yeah. <laughs> I don't have anything else to add. <laughs> right? Like, that trailer was not a trailer. It was just like, hey, let's just show part of a scene. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, it was a tease. And then everyone who's still a fan is like, everyone who's not a fan is like, the fuck? And everyone who is a fan is like, woo! Yeah, I know. That was so good. Oh, man. I've, I've been purposely avoiding all of their stuff, though, to be perfectly honest with you, because I'm just like, I want to go in so fresh, but I need to... Uh... Considering how little they put out, that's not hard. Yeah, it's true. It, it's, 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 it's very true. I do have to... Um... I do have to rewatch the last season though to remember every little detail because it's, it's. Oh, it's, I definitely it's, will as well. Yeah, it's it's that it, like it's such a detail oriented show that you need to like fuck it. Maybe I'll just rewatch the whole fucking show again, right? Like. Yeah. Oh it's... man, because the last thing they did was all that in Gargantua two, right? And that was. No, no, that was the end of the season before. Was it? Oh man. Yeah, yeah. That that was that was the <sighs> transition before. For this season. This season was the one where he's uh, all rich in New York. Right, yeah, okay. So the last episode they did um, was, I believe, the one with where he meets the Red Skull mm-hmm. guy, who's like, 
floats around and murders people all over the place, right, and who's like yeah. really, really, really hardcore. Yeah, and he, uh, oh god, and he had a great oh somebody famous is, is voiced that, him too. Oh yeah, wasn't oh, it, was, it uh, no, it was friggin' uh, Luthor, yeah. Lex Luthor. It was friggin' Clancy, Clancy Brown. Brown. It was Clancy Brown. Yeah. yeah, Clancy Brown was doing the voice of the of the, the the Red Skull or the Red Skull Jace parody guy. Yeah, who is like Red Skull slash I don't know flying embodiment of death yeah it was like red, oh, man, yeah, it was, it was like red villain. skull slash ghost rider type of a motif right yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he's in the park watching his little like daughter run around who's also <laughs> has a red skull and it's like just knocking over everyone else's sandcastles oh my god it rolled so fast <laughs> I, I could live a thousand years and never write a joke that funny i swear to god <laughs> Oh man, it's so fucking brilliant. Yeah. That last season was so good because I mean they also had... that was when they did the the parody where they were the Blue Beetle or whatever, right? Where, or the Blue Morpho, right? Where they were doing all of the yeah, yeah, yeah. the Green He's Hornet Blue parody Mor- and stuff. Oh First my in that same god! Episode they're trying to catch the Blue Morpho, um, yeah. both the Guild and uh, CSI or OSI, OSI and yeah. so uh, they're. <laughs> And so they meet in the park again, and they, they like, you know, Brock's sitting there, and then, uh, you know, Dr. Girlfriend shows up, and she's like, my my dogs are killing me. He's like, oh, would you quit out with that? Just sit down. He goes, all right, fine. They're talking for a while, and then Phantom Limb shows up, and he's like, my dogs are killing me. He's like, we're not doing that. Just shut up. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, crossover podcast. Very much looking forward to the new season of Venture Brothers. Fucking love you, Doc Hammer. Um, Honestly, I'm not even mad that they take, like, two no, years. No, because they, they get it together, right? Like, you just... I, I, I think about stuff like Venture Brothers, and I think about stuff like Arrested Development, and I think about, like, all of the, you know, the, the subtle intricacies and the amount of time and writing that these dudes put into these shows to make sure everything is fucking airtight, front to back, and, you know, brilliant, and you never get a bad episode whatsoever of this show, right? Like, like Venture Brothers has, in my opinion, like, one episode in their entire run where I'm like, uh, kind of, it's kind of not my favorite. And it's like the second episode of the series, Yeah, isn't right? it like the right? first like, or second episode? Yeah, and even the second episode has the joke where they're like, it's on, it's off, it's on, it's off, it's on, it's off. Yeah, it's called blinking. It's called blinking. <laughs> yeah, right? like, oh, I hate you, Phantom Spaceman. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, oh, my God. And then I think about all that, and then the fact that Family Guy's been on the air for like nearly 20 years, you know? It's just like, God damn it, there's not enough no justice in the world hopefully disney just cancels family guy that would make me so <laughs> um get the fuck out of here uh sure seth mcfarlane would be pretty happy if family guy got canceled too actually well would be okay with that seth mcfarlane is doing more interesting stuff now than he was 10 years ago yeah yeah i'm sure somebody would hire him to sing show tunes somewhere um james gunn he gone Ooh. he gone he uh yeah unceremoniously Fired, dishonorably discharged, if you will, from uh, from Guardians Three, and apparently they're talking about throwing his script in the trash. No, that was a rumor. I read up on it today. They're using his script. They are okay, because there were rumors that uh, they're like obviously it's rumors on top of rumors, and it's you know it's how rumors get started. Started by the jailers people. Yeah, Um, uh, that rumor was started by a person who wasn't even who's not even in the Writers Guild. Yeah. Sounds and right. uh, 
and had really no connection to it. Was, there was an article today. There was an article today that Gunn is negotiating his settlement with Disney because he didn't breach contract. Will. <laughs> like, it's yeah. it's supposed to be it's uh, reportedly between seven to ten million dollars. I would imagine, um, which is not bad. Yeah, that's that's pretty okay. Oh yeah, yeah, that's that fuck you money. Yeah, James Gunn's <laughs> yeah. not gonna be. Yeah, James Gunn's not gonna be starving after all this is over. But uh, no, no, uh, and considering he was plucked from relative obscurity, I mean, there are worse ways to go out. Yeah. I mean, yeah. really hit it with Guardians One, but uh, especially because uh, Basti- Batista's pulling from the comeback, or he's th- quitting and stuff like that. That's the other one too that I was gonna. I was gonna say, KB, uh, are there any truth to the rumors that uh, Batista is? He's very adamant, like about backing from out. From what I've yeah. read, he's very adamant about ha- um, fighting for James Gunn. James Gunn, because that's because their relationship is that Gunn picked him out of yeah. nowhere, and it's like you're my Drax because I want you kind of thing. Yeah, and well, you think about how they used to use when they used to get wrestlers to do parts in comic book movies, what did you fucking get? You got Bane in Batman and Robin. Like, that guy was a wrestler, right? You got the guy who plays Sabretooth in the first X-Men movie, right? Um, they yeah. They gave him, like, no lines, and that guy was a wrestler, too, right? Like, that's what like they Wolverine Origins and shit. Yeah, like, that's what they would have done with, uh, with Dave Batista, like, you know, 15, 20 years ago with it. They'd be like, hey, we got yeah. Dave Batista in a movie, right? Instead of. <clears throat> Flash forward yeah. to 2018, and The Rock is the highest paid actor in Hollywood. In Hollywood. All yeah. those skyscrapers just so fucking I, I can I can see his reaction because they're kind of tied at the hip. He owes him a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, they released that joint statement where they, they want him to be back and they want him to whatever. Uh, I think James Gunn personally has been handling it well. He hasn't said anything. He, no he didn't yet. say anything bad. All he He's did was say, yeah. he, he he came out and said, you know what? It was dumb. I don't like. I got no. Yeah. I don't have anything to say about it. I, I'm a different person now. I shouldn't have done that. I understand their decision. I'm sorry. And that's that's the way you get. He didn't add what we're all thinking, or at least what I'm thinking is. There's a fucking statute of limitations on this shit. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. I don't, I'm not gonna agree with that necessarily. Yeah. I mean, I'll say of the in the last like several months of the people who have had their old tweets dug up to you know defame their character, I'll say James yeah. Gunn has probably been the least. Yeah, close to the least shocking least egregious in terms of of the tweets that were surfaced now i'm not i'm not saying that to excuse his behavior i'm merely pointing it out but i mean especially like i don't know if you guys have been paying attention in the sports world but there have been a few pitchers recently who have had their um old tweets racist yeah these old racist and homophobic retweets like sean newcomb for the uh atlanta braves uh, a couple of weeks ago, was pitching a no-hitter. And in the midst of the no-hitter, people were digging up his old tweets, and they had tweets from when he was about 15 years old. And he basically, anyone who flamed him via DM on Twitter, he responded by calling them a faggot. And that was hundreds and hundreds and hun- And I'm talking like, yeah, hundreds of tweets of him going like, you know, fuck you, hashtag fag, and or like go fuck yourself, faggot, etc., etc., etc. And it's just like it's it's 2018. You can't be saying shit like that. And even when like, I mean, 
it, it's it's it, yeah it's it's shameful i i when i was you know seven years old definitely used that particular word to insult people but yep once yeah. I realized what it was, I fucking stopped, right? Like, I, I absolutely, like, like, full stop. And definitely, and, you know, I think back on it now, and it brings me much shame, but I also didn't, like, write it down, you know? Like, yeah, it's, well, it's, it's the sort of thing that you have to kind of come to terms with, and yeah. unfortunately, yeah. it and might not happen on account. that massive of a scale where yeah. you're that visible, where you can say, listen, I was 15 years old. Mm-hmm. I said some shit because I was a shitty teenager. Yeah, that was years ago. I've grown a lot since then, you know. But even then, like even my, even in my darkest hours, because like the other one was, um, what's his face from the Brewers who was even what's his face from the Brewers was even worse because he was using like end bombs. Pitching in the yeah, pitching in the All-Star in the All Star game. game. I can't remember his name. Uh, oh God. Ah, uh, hopefully it'll come back to me. Uh, Josh Hader. Josh Hader was the name of the dude. Um, yeah, Josh Hader was literally pitching in the All-Star game while people were digging up his tweets, and it was like the N-word. Like, even, the, even in, in my youngest and, and stupidest days of my life, I, I never used the N-word or anything even close to that, right? Like, it, it was just... Because it's, it's just such... In writing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shut up, Lee Park. <laughs> ever. Ever. I didn't even, like... Even when I was listening to rap music, I would censor myself. <laughs> oh, God. So bad. Because it, it's just so bad. And, and James Gunn was nowhere near that is what all is yeah. what i'll say that's what i'm saying like i'm not yeah. saying there's statute limitations on whatever you say forever yeah. i'm saying what he said was was shitty but obviously it's not like i don't know it didn't seem to come from like a core like i don't know rottenness of his being like it was bad jokes like really really nasty yeah like- input Taste, bad dad not jokes or anything yeah, it was just jokes and bad taste yeah like that's the a, issue now mike is is that twitter i think is now 13 years old and it's entirely possible that you could have said something when you were five years old and now be a professional adult mm-hmm. you know yeah which is a like a problem like that's I don't know. I, I i think that it it, it here's the thing it doesn't really um I don't think that uh, <laughs> when it comes to such situations like, thing, let's yeah. say, Kevin Spacey, where he literally, like, physically molested someone as an adult and so on, like, yeah, I'm not going to forgive that, even if it was, like, you know, 20 years ago. But in the case where someone is saying something, I think it is incumbent on a comp- corporation as large as Disney, who has, a, you know, a very front facing public face, to say, Listen, one of our directors said this stuff when he was like 17 years old on Twitter, and we know he's not the same person. And you know, make him do some charity work or something like that, and you know, put on a good public face going forward. I think, I, I think that reasonable deal. people would be able to say, "All right, well, you know what? That's who he was as a kid. We've all got the shitty things that we did as teenagers because teenagers are shitty." <laughs> yeah, of course. Like that's that's the whole problem with this is that it's like it wasn't. Like, okay, it was bad if he said it today, but he didn't. And you've filmed, he's filmed, made two movies for you since then. So are you just now getting around to doing it? Or is it just now that someone has, like, pointed this out? And, like, there's just, it just makes no sense to me that 
they even think that it would be a good idea that them firing him over this could produce less backlash than him actually and, making and, another and that's movie. What I'm, that's what I'm saying. I think it's incumbent on Disney to be like, listen, here's what happened. It sucks, but it happened. And yeah, and it's, it's not even forward. that it's... We don't want to fire you, clearly. <laughs> yeah, it's not even that it would be like maybe the right thing to do. It's the fucking smart thing to do. Yes. It'd be so much easier. Okay, you got a person who's made two very successful movies and has a real report of the crew to make a third one, who's going to make you an ass load of money, period. Then you spend, like, fucking a little bit of time defending him, maybe if necessary. But the first time that I had actually personally heard of all these tweets and everything was when he was fired. Yeah, me too. It was already done, and it was already done by then. And and I think that it's uh, it would be wise of Disney to like have him, and I, I not, not even like him necessarily. Like I, I think that they need to have the discussion, and then for him to go public and do like an open letter and say, "Listen, I did these things. I'm not proud of them." But he already did I'm that. A different yeah, person. He did now. that. He already times. did that. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think that it was already too late. Is the issue. <laughs> And I think that it was a snap decision, and it might it might have it might have warranted more thought than they gave it. It was a snap decision because they were in the midst of the Fox deal. They didn't want investors getting, uh, you know, worried about the bad press or all that other stuff. They wanted the deal to go through smoothly because it's a hugely yeah. lucrative deal for them. Mm-hmm. And they they've deal in the history of planet Earth, I believe. Yeah, and they they've said. Um, in news releases, that they're not actively searching for another director at the moment. They don't. They don't find it's that it's uh, uh, that adamant of an issue. Now they'll, they'll throw some monkey in the chair at the end. <laughs> yeah. Well, my I t- I tweet. for it to blow over, right? Like, yeah, yeah. I I I tweeted out that the next director of the Guardians of the Galaxy movie would be James Gunn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. just James Gunn. Yeah. Or it's like, here's Bill Gunn, and it's James Gunn with like a Groucho mustache. Homer? Who is Homer? Incognito. His Uh, his segment is going to be over actually not, uh, you know, being cut off from the movie, but having no sarcastic tweets afterwards. Yeah. Well, I follow him. He he hasn't tweeted since. Yeah, he hasn't tweeted since the incident, yeah, and he, he was actually, tweeted. he was, and it's weird, because he actually had, like, so many, like, political tweets, you know, before, yeah. I mean, even though it's, yeah. it's it's so easy, like, there's, there's nothing easier in the world right now than being anti-Trump on Twitter, right, like, that's, that's the, that's the easiest thing to do to get, like, likes and retweets, is to just say, like, hey, Trump sucks, uh, and then everybody would be like, "Yeah, I agree. Trump sucks." And then they just do re- like it's just it's it's so easy and and and, and yeah, dumb, it's... right? Like it requires no effort whatsoever. And like, but sure, at least among the people that yeah. you want to be your followers, <laughs> true. Um, well, even even the people that like Trump, it's a very polarizing thing. It gets you and like people used to say no publicity is bad publicity yeah. which i think is changing a bit now <laughs> turns out they were wrong oh no yeah. <laughs> pretty much with every with or at least with a i think a large majority of trump supporters you can find something to tweet about 
about him that they would be like, ah, fuck that guy. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> Trump references are, are supposed to be banned from this podcast, so... Um, That's a dollar. Yeah, so on a, <laughs> on a lighter note, we're going to put this James Gunn thing to rest, but on a lighter note... I'll, I'll just quickly say on the end of this ahead. James Gunn thing is that um, I, I know that Marvel Studios has taken a lot of chances on relatively unknown directors such as him before. I have no doubt in my mind that they'll find someone suitable to do Guardians of the Galaxy 3. And Guardians 2 uh, sucked. <laughs> like, like, let's, like, let's not forget I'd, that. Guardians 2 sucked. <laughs> like, I'd, be fine, I'd be fine if Tika Watiti took over. Yeah, that's, what, the that's who the internet is is pushing for. Like a I actually uh, saw a movie review for uh, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban that came out like a year ago that basically said that if there wasn't for the success of that movie, you wouldn't have the MCU as you know it today because that gave studios the uh, ability to sort of breathe easy when it comes to hiring relatively unknown directors. Yeah, interesting, interesting. Um, yeah, on, on a lighter note, uh, the Batman animated series is going to be on Blu-ray in October. Woo! Yay, yay! Yeah, very excited for that. You also get, like, the Mask of Phantasm and Sub-Zero with it, so I will... I will likely... pick that the hell up. <laughs> yeah, I will most likely be purchasing... I'm mostly excited for commentary tracks by Paul Dini and Kevin Conroy and... That uh, is exactly right. Bruce Tim, <laughs> etc., etc. I might not even watch the episodes originally. I might just go straight to the commentaries on this one. I'm not going to... Oh, I will. I, I find myself in the position where, um, you know, as with many people my age and around my age... Um, I'm looking to basically unload as much of my physical media as possible. Mm-hmm. I'll make the exception for shows that are near and dear to my heart. For example, yeah. I just bought the box set of Parks and Recreation. Um, but uh, I, I will pick this up. Um, the, re- the main reason being that remastered, fantastic. Get it with the commentary, like Matt's saying. And I, I now suddenly find myself the uh, stepfather of a, a 10-year-old. And to to introduce her to Batman the Animated Series would be a, a treat for both of us. Yeah, so good. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I have the original DVDs of, of the Batman Animated Series, but I'm still going to probably buy this on Blu-ray. Yeah. Um, I am also super excited, uh, Mike Leapock, resident uh, board game expert, uh, for this Batman Under Siege board game that is coming out. Have you have you seen this? Have you heard about this? I've seen a little, but not a lot. Just, like... I don't know, little hints here and there. It's got some decent initial reviews, but I don't know where they're coming from. Mm. Really, I, I just want to see it. I want to see it played. It, you know, it's fucking Batman and board game. I like Batman. I like board games. It's going to happen. Yeah. And you can make fucking buildings out of, like, cardboard and play them on card. I, I don't know. I, I want to do it. <laughs> My thought in general, Mike, is that if it's a board game, it'll be uh, Will Wheaton will play it on Geek and Sundry within the next few months. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. We'll, already, we'll see if it's any good. There's already a video. It's about a half hour long of uh, the people from Smosh Games playing it. That was okay. in, yep. initially where I saw it. They got like an advanced copy of it at Comic Con, and they, you know, obviously recorded themselves playing it. It, it looks very much like a watered down D and D, but just with Batman the animated series and much more like board game applicable then but but it's you know a lot of dice a lot of stat based rolling and stuff like that but uh yeah i'll, I'll definitely try it yeah i'm i'm weary of all um ip based board games mm-hmm. because they're almost always terrible 
Fair enough. Like, yeah, almost I, universally. They right. also said, as, as an so, owner of uh, Game of Thrones, yeah. the card game, I will agree. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? However, they, Game of Thrones, a board game, is actually okay. Like the giant one that's like a massive, like six-hour yeah. strategy. Risk yeah. Westeros. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why does that not exist? Does that not? Does that I'm exist? sure it does. It does it exist. Does. I was gonna say it should because it seems like Game of Thrones Risk. would be easy. Just make Risk, but with like all of the Game of Thrones names, right? Game of Thrones, so there is a, a Game of Thrones strategy game, and it's mm-hmm. much better than Risk. Oh, it's, okay. So, okay, I'm going to premise this by saying Risk is bad. Risk is a bad game. Yes. I, I, I like Risk, but yeah, it's it's the, the no, mechanics it's of how it works are way too long. No, it, it's bad. It's it's a, a game that takes like 14 hours to play properly. Mm-hmm. It's a fucking nightmare. There's like two things in it. It's a bad game. All right, so uh, the actual Game of Thrones board game is stronger. It's Deeper strategically, it actually works okay. Less RNG. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's it, it's much less grindy. The game actually ends within a fortnight. Um, <laughs> it, it's a uh, it's pretty decent, but yeah, okay. So most uh, like there are a lot of IP based games out of there that you know people are like oh man that's gonna be awesome. Like I think the most recent one that that came out that was really terrible was Fallout. Like I think the fall. I'm pretty sure that the fall. There's a fallout. Yeah. That the fallout board game is a hot disaster. Like really, really bad. So anyway, could be really good game. Could not. I'm gonna wait and see. But I'm definitely gonna give it a try. Yeah, because the easiest thing to do is take like a version of a pre-existing game and just be like, hey, it's the you know, it's it's Batman Monopoly. Yeah. <laughs> it's exactly the same as Monopoly, except for there's names of things from Batman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That um, that is. <laughs> okay, I work at I work at J and J's the game store. We literally have in the system I think copies of Monopoly. <laughs> I'm pretty sure forty or at least forty to fifty different types of Monopoly on the shelves right now. Mm. Okay. It's gross. I'll, I'll say I'll say this about your your comment earlier about uh, IPs, you know, usually being shit and whatnot. And you're 100 percent correct. But the one thing I'll say is. Uh, we said the same thing about when you make comic book video games too, and then Batman Arkham Asylum happened, right? <laughs> like, in a, oh yeah, no, th- yeah. there are definitely exceptions. Mm-hmm. There are some, like even uh, oh, even before Little Arkham ones, Asylum, the Spider-Man games were good, and Justice yeah, is couple. good. Yeah. Uh, the, the Scott Pilgrim board game is pretty good, mm-hmm. but all out is garbage. So who knows? <laughs> Yeah, it's hit and miss, because it used to be just like any time there was a movie, there was a video game tie-in, right? Like, it was the yeah. Iron Man game, and it was just like you flying around and shooting down helicopters out of attacking <laughs> a shield helicarrier, and it was absolute trash, and the camera didn't work, and et cetera. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was basically like <laughs> some version, like a, a, you know, a late 90s, early 2000s version of Space Invaders that they threw together and, you know... With like six people. And Actually, like, why am I using that example? Let's just say Superman, Superman sixty four. Yeah, I was gonna say subject. Superman sixty four, <laughs> the one of the most notorious uh, fart sacks of all time. Um, yeah, there's not much else to discuss. We get most of it. Um, did you see the big news that dropped today in terms of the Oscars? New um, awards, I think. They are adding. Next year for the Oscars, and this is probably the first time the Oscars have ever been brought up on on the Crossword Podcast because I fucking that's hate not true at all. But okay, <laughs> well, yeah, you're probably right. But well, pro- mostly be sorry. 
mostly me complaining about them getting yes. it wrong, right? Yeah. So, so this will be the first time it's mentioned without me complaining about how wrong they got it. Because um, I fucking hate the Oscars and everything they stand for and represent and the decisions they make and uh, the rapists that they give awards to. Yeah, Hollywood um, pass itself on the back once again. <laughs> yeah. Um, they, they are now going to be awarding what they are calling a popular film category. No. What? Yeah. Uh, apparently they, they, the, the two, the, they made a big announcement today and their big announcement. Get a Black Panther. <laughs> yeah, their big announcement today was, their, their big, their big announcement today was we're going to make the Oscars airtight so that they can be only three hours. And I was like, yeah, sure. Go fuck yourself on that <laughs> Good one. Good fucking luck. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, the other one was that they're going to award the Oscar, Oscar for popular, like, and popular was in quotations when they fucking tweeted it out today. And it was just like, to me, this is really, I'm not sure if Black Panther and the super success of Black Panther is, is the catalyst for this. If it is, then this is eerily reminiscent of them. Fast animated? Uh, well, no, it, it's, it's eerily reminiscent of the Grammys creating an R&B category, which is basically specifically meant to placate african-american black people and african-americans right it's just like go fuck yourself like no i I think it was very much like the sort of like okay well beauty and the beast is nominated for best picture so now we need to invent a best animated category so that never fucking happens again yeah that that's and 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 i I think that that's what this is i think it's well we can't give black panther best picture because that's fucking crazy You know what's and getting... it's not crazy because that's a good oh, movie, but yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it has to be the fucking King speech again. Yeah, like the the Oscars <laughs> has to like like who won? Like I love Guillermo del Toro, but The Shape of Water was fucking garbage, and like I'll never watch that movie more than once in my entire life. Right? Like it was just visually. Those, those, that's what Best Picture nominees are. The only Best <sighs> Picture nominee that I, the only Best Picture winner that I've ever seen more than once is Return of the King. <laughs> well, they get they get. No, that can't possibly Return, be true. Return of the King was one of the weakest movies in that franchise. It was. Well, of the yeah, original but it's trilogy. the only one yeah. I've seen more than once. Yeah, yeah. Really? You didn't want rewatch Two Towers? No, no. The of of the Oscar winners. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm Oscar saying like you know the King speech I never saw because I didn't give a shit. Yeah, <laughs> you no. know. And that's the Shakespeare thing, in like, Love I never saw. <laughs> well, Shakespeare in Love is a a rotten ass movie. Someone had a great tweet today that said like. Uh, <laughs> said something like, I don't want to sound pretentious. And uh, this was so deliciously backhanded. This, <laughs> I'm not a racist. This but... tweet. No, it was just like, I don't want to sound pretentious, but I don't think big budget movies like Black Panther deserve to be winning Oscars. Oscars are, you know, meant for tremendous achievements, you know, like Crash. <laughs> and I was like, yes, <laughs> yes. Because, <laughs> like, holy fuck, is Crash a piece of shit. And it was, oh, my God. I just, I fucking hate the Oscars. I never watch them. The, the, the greatest Oscar moment of all time was two years ago when they fucked up giving uh, the uh, the, best, the best picture to Moonlight. And that Moonlight, yeah. 
pompous French dude was up there trying to deliver his speech, and then he's like, I don't know why I continue talking because we didn't win. And I'm like, oh, oh. And I was, like, rubbing my nipples going, oh, fuck you, Frenchie. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> right? It was you, just like, you oh. Got it ba- you got it backwards. God. It was La La Land. That well, was, it was La La Land, yeah, but there was well, actually Yeah, when no they fun. fucked up giving it to Moonlight, right? But it was, no, well, yeah. they fucked up giving it to La La Land, and Moonlight was, was the actual. Moonlight was supposed yeah. to win, yeah. Moonlight won. La La Land yeah. did not, Which, but they gave it to him. Probably <laughs> in the long run, we're going to look back on it. Because, like, when La La Land won, I was like, oh, really? A musical about how great Hollywood is by Hollywood and for Hollywood? <laughs> that won the Oscars? Get right out of town, right? <laughs> like, I was shocked when they were like, oh, Moonlight so, won Best Picture. So, Miller, you haven't oh, watched The God. Departed twice? Oh, that's true. I have seen The Departed. I've seen The Departed exactly twice. <laughs> Gladiator twice? I've never seen Gladiator. American Beauty? American Beauty? All right, Oh, Braveheart? You haven't seen Braveheart twice? Braveheart. I actually haven't seen Braveheart twice, Braveheart. no. Forrest Gump? I've seen, okay, Forrest Gump, you got me there. Yeah. Although Forrest Gump shouldn't have won that year, Pulp Fiction should have won that year. Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah, it, it definitely should. Well, actually didn't, because like, 1990, because Forrest Gump, I believe, was 1994. No, okay, you've got, in 94 was Forrest Gump. Pulp Fiction, Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, that was it. Oh, so, yeah. yeah so okay, Forrest yeah, that's what it was. I'm like, did something else year. come out that year? Yeah, <laughs> I was, yeah that, was the, that was the year. So, for, yeah, Forrest Gump, while still being a decent flick, was probably the third or fourth best movie that year, but because it was like, you know, Tom Hanks doing, ah, uh, God, fuck the Oscars, man. Fuck everything about them. During the <laughs> Me Too, like, everything you need to know about the but Oscars. But Matt, Tom Hanks is the most charming man in Hollywood. I, I do love Tom Hanks, but, like, <laughs> The, the fun, honestly, the funniest thing ever was Tom Hanks on SNL because, because like there were the years where he he had uh, what was it? He won in like '93 for Philadelphia, and then '94 for Forrest Gump, and then in '95 he was nominated again, I think, for Apollo 13. But he ended up losing to Spacey uh, for Usual Suspects, and. He went on Saturday Night Live the week after... Tom Hanks went on Saturday Night Live the week after um, he he lost the Oscars with one of the funniest opening monologues of all time where he went out there and he was like, I have my acceptance speech if I won. Do you guys want to hear it? And they were like, yeah. And then he opens it up and he's like... And I keep Tom Hanks, you know, pretends to cry. And he's like, wow, three in a row. <laughs> I really didn't think this would be possible. And he goes... Spacey, I really thought it was going to be you, but... <laughs> you <know? laughs> it was like, so fucking brilliant. I, I love Tom Hanks, but like I said, everything you need to know about um, the Oscars and Hollywood, um, during the year of the hashtag MeToo movement, they gave Kobe Bryant an Oscar. That's all, that's all you need to know. For some <laughs> piece of shit animated film that he was able to spend close to $100 million on because he made that in shoe money when he was assaulting women. Fuck, I hate the Oscars. Um... So yeah, the, the, but the popular film category, I, I look forward to that uh, melting faces for. for the well, next few po- years, the popular film category, I what feel do you like. What measure that by? It, <laughs> like, well, box it's, office. I guess box office, and you know when you look at. Uh, but like Adam picture, Sandler movies do well at the box office. Are they going to start? No, they like, not anymore. Well, not anymore. Not anymore. But, I mean, like back in like Grown Ups too, and back in the Grown Ups day, he still did. But but like that's to my point, right? Like. 
Like, like that seems really fucking suspect. What like, they're gonna put that on, and it because it, yeah. you guarantee someone's gonna break it down where it's like, well, if you look at the box office and this, or if you look at percentage of this such yeah. and such demographic, then yeah. this is gonna replace, be more popular. It's gonna be a fucking nightmare. Replace Adam Sandler with Kevin Hart, right? <laughs> like, yeah, like Kevin well, it's, Hart it's, for the most part it's makes like trash a people's, films it's too. Like right? It's like the people's choice cat. Category, I right? guess, but that, like, Maybe. save that shit for the MTV Awards, I guess, right? But well, yeah, isn't yeah. there it's isn't there the, the People's Choice of, Awards? Like, Marvel movies or or uh, movies with The Rock in them? Or... Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> they're trying they're trying to appeal to the lower base audience that wouldn't go see yeah. uh, like the Lady Bird, Phantom yeah. Thread, it's of, just like reeks. Shape of Water, or even it's extremely. Okay, if you bring in a yeah. popular, you're almost bringing in the higher base audience who's not going to vote on fucking like MTV shit. It's so pretend. Like just the the existence of the category is so pretentious and condescending and reeks of them feeding their high. You know their their their. Well, the whole Giant premise, sugar of, the, cubes the to whole their premise high of the Oscars is condescending. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but this, it's, this it's, is, a select, this is, it's a select It's a select. name of the category. Might as well say, like, favorite among the commoners. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, right? It's just... It's, it's just, exactly what it is. The whole Peasant thing, movies. Yeah, the whole thing smacks of them just, like, up in their ivory tower feeding sugar cubes to their high horses, right? Like, it's just... Yeah, the real... Okay, so... Like, while I don't think that Black Panther deserves Best Picture... No. Um, I... Do, I don't think we're arguing that. <laughs> yeah. I am afraid that they're going to use this category as a way of diffusing them not... Purposely not pitching... I, I believe that's uh, Picking the intent, certain things yeah. as Best Picture. That, that, that's exactly be what like, I'm saying. And it was the same thing that happened with the Best Animated back in the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, back and the, in the early 90s, so, because you so had reason, something like Beauty and the Beast that was a masterpiece, and then they're like, eh, but we'll put it in its own category, and it'll definitely win that, but it won't be Best Picture. Yeah. And like, and now, like, even Best Animated Series is a fucking gong show, too. Like, there are actual, like, you know, people have admitted, like, pe- who vote on these things, that they're like, yeah, no, I voted for this because my daughter or my granddaughter saw it, and she said it was cool. I didn't actually watch any of the movies, and there's yeah. and, and they're just like, "Hey, honey, who do you think should win?" And they're like, "Ah, this fucking piece of garbage." Whereas actual good movies are losing because the voters are, you know, the actual, you know, few like whatever dozen half dozen people are who are responsible. They don't actually care about things like animated movies. Yeah, Beauty and the Beast yeah. lost in 1992, but that wasn't one of the years where they got it wrong because it did lose to Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. So. And yeah. and fair enough, but it was it, it received yeah, enough was, notice that they're like, oh, it's in the best picture category. Absolutely, fucking yeah. not. It was certainly the second best movie. I'm looking at it as like Silence of the Lambs and Beauty of the East, Bugsy, which you know Warren Beatty kind of lost his mind at that point. JFK, which is. <sighs> So overrated, and Barb Streisand's Prince of Tides. Like, get out of my face with that. <laughs> Barb Streisand and Nick Nolte. <laughs> get, fuck you. Turns <laughs> like, out only five movies came out in 92. <laughs> I guess. God. Uh, yeah. Anyway, the Oscars fucking still run by pompous jackasses and will uh, will be till the end of time. Uh, yeah, I, do, I don't really have much. I mean,. I was going to bring up the fact that the Dark Phoenix and the New Mutants movie seemed like 
foxes really backtracked on those ones, boy. Oh, like they they look like they want out of those of those. Uh, they like they seem like they might want out of those flicks. Like Dark Dark Phoenix is in trouble, and New Mutants it seems like they're reshooting the entire like half of the fucking movie now. So Dark Phoenix might not see the light of day, and and New Mutants. For God's sakes, that one is in trouble. Um, well, they haven't been able to do the Phoenix right on screen for even, a while. Not even close. Uh, so. There's another enemy that could be like that could be like MCU Phase Seven, the fucking Phoenix, like the Dark Phoenix, right? You could do the whole Dark Phoenix saga with the MCU in Phase Seven, right? So we're like, we, yeah. So we've written so Phase Five, Galactus. Right? And then we go Phase 6, Apocalypse, and we, we, we scale it down to Just Earth is in trouble. And then right after that we go uh, Dark Phoenix, right? Phase phase 7, Dark Phoenix. Sounds yeah, good. why not? Sounds good. I'm, I'm, excited to, I'm excited to take my 20-year-old daughter to go see, <laughs> to go see <laughs> Chris Evans in his walker <laughs> like, like out there trying to fight whatever whatever young hot woman is trying to play in 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 2038 is playing uh is playing uh Jean Grey then uh, pretty excited for that um yeah i think that's a good way to go out uh crossover podcast available at the crossoverpodcast.com facebook.com slash crossover podcast and soundcloud.com slash crossover podcast uh, if you want to email us, contact at thecrossoverpodcast.com. I'm on Twitter at mpure6 is uh, the show account that I use as well. Um, next week, uh, Big Mac is going to be back on uh, next week. Uh, we're going to be discussing what is going down at WWE's SummerSlam, which is apparently going to be like a 19-hour long pay-per-view. So uh, bring a diaper, I guess, for that one. Uh yeah, so Mac will be back on, and then after that, uh, it's going to be football season, ladies and gentlemen. So Craig and I, uh, the week, two weeks from now, we'll be discussing the NFL over-unders, and then we'll be going NFL podcasts at least once a week. So if we're going to be doing comic book podcasts, it'll be a two-week uh, outing, which I'm sure we will do. I'm, I'm perfectly fine with doing uh, that, popping uh, back in. Interested in seeing what the over-under on Cleveland is this year. That'll be interesting. I'll bet I could tell you right now. Uh, if I were to guess, I would say three and a half, four and a half. If, if, I had if guess, it's three and a half, I'm taking the over for sure. Um, yeah, my, my guess, yeah, somewhere between three and a half, four and a half, or, or five and a half would be, would be my guess because uh, – the Cleveland Browns are four and a half games. That is the over/under according to a quick Google search in the CBS Sports line. So yeah, so there's that seven and a half for the Lions. That uh, that really sucks. <laughs> so uh, yeah, the Browns have the lowest. Matt Patricia. The Browns have teeth. Yeah, the Browns have the lowest line at four and a half still. So uh, how do you feel about them Brownies? Uh, yeah, so that's over. it. Uh, good talking to you guys. Uh, Kevin Miller, Michael yep. Epoch, Kyle Brown. Hello. Um, I will talk to you guys some other time on the crossover podcast. I'm not sure exactly <laughs> when, but uh, we'll, we'll obviously definitely have you guys back on. We'll 
As soon as we get enough pileup of nerd music, maybe something super happens like Disney buys yes. me. Well, <laughs> by by the beginning of September, I'll be uh, possibly doing my uh, debrief from the one day I intend to spend at Fan Expo this year. Yeah, so there you go. Yeah, go meet Jeff Goldblum, who I believe is. The <laughs> yep, that's headliner. that's why. That's the whole reason. Is the big headliner this year at at uh, Fan Expo. Yeah, so so maybe you come back and you let us know what what's up with that. Um. All right, uh, that's it for the Crossover Podcast, and we'll talk to you next week with Max on Talking Wrestling, and going forward, take care, everybody. Crossover.